Hey friends, my name is Alondra and welcome to the seventh episode of Let's Talk and Grow. This episode is titled, Wasn't I the One? Remembering Who I Am. What do I mean by that title? I was thinking about things that I constantly doubt myself with. Of course, in thinking, sometimes there there are negative thoughts. We're not all perfect, and sometimes there's negative thoughts. And I just, while I was thinking about these things and, and self-doubt, I just... I either came across someone saying, wasn't I the one or... So the way that this came about is, I don't know if I... I think I read some somewhere about remembering who you are. And then I just kept telling myself, remember who I... Remembering who I am. Remembering who I am. Remembering who I am. And then I thought that, w- that would be a good... Well, not a good topic because I, I hadn't yet established any ideas but then I thought just the phrase wasn't I the one that did this weren't you the one that did this and I thought this would be a great um, topic for for this podcast and it's going to be very short but I want to use this as an exercise and hopefully you guys can too if there's any time that you are having self-doubt like I said I came across this in a moment where I was thinking thoughts of thoughts of doubt. So if you, there's any moments that you guys are feeling like this, whether it be over big things, over small things, I think that this would be a great exercise for you. Or if you would like to journal about it, if you would like to write it down, wasn't I the one who, and write all the things that you've done, and therefore you can do the things that you strive to do now. So like I said, first I want to say I still struggle at times on whether things are possible for me. Even as I'm doing the podcast, this is a good one. Aren't I the one who started a podcast? Even though I was afraid, but anyway. Even when I am so inspired, which I constantly am, even when I am so inspired and I pray and I feel good, even when I'm pumped up, I always have a pinch of, you know, I like to, I I want to create things. And I know that I have to start somewhere. And I know that I'm not going to start off with a million people following me at first. And that's natural. That's normal. But let's say, for example, my, my boyfriend who has like a, like a, million followers on his platform and thousands and thousands of followers on his other pages and for me as someone who starts it's overwhelming because sometimes you can feel inferior like inferior you can think I don't think I'll ever get there and when I started this I always said I mean it I don't have to get there but at least I want to know that I I touch someone's heart that it's inspiring someone but I'm not gonna lie since I'm I'm not there quite yet sometimes I do feel like oh man is it even possible for me I, I don't focus on numbers but sometimes I I do feel like because well he what his 
what he does, his content is very different from mine. It's it's humor. And I feel like humor, people like to listen more to humor than they do to and watch humor much more than they like to do empowering stuff or spiritual things or reflective things. And I don't know, I'm like, did I choose I don't think I chose the wrong road because I, I know for sure it's it's my road. It's the road for me. But sometimes it could lead to discouragement when you feel like people don't prefer your type of content. I mean, I, it doesn't mean I know that I'm starting. And um, and what kind of sucks sometimes is that you don't want, I mean, I'm, I'm admitting it and I and I've told him it's like, I, I don't I don't ever want to feel like I'm in a competition and it's not a competition because we do total different content. But and I hate I hate saying this in public, but I'll say it because my podcast is about being real and vulnerable. It, it's hard saying it because I know that other women will be like, how are you going to be vulnerable to your talking? How are you going to feel inferior to your man? I don't feel inferior to him as a person. I, I absolutely don't. Um, but it's crazy how numbers on social media can make you feel inferior. It's crazy. You feel like you have to prove yourself. But on the other hand, it's inspiring because I know that it can be intimidating at time, but at times, but then I remember that I only have like two months doing this and he has 10 years, probably more. And that's the reason why he's gotten to where he's gotten so i'll say that and then sometimes there's things like sometimes i feel that because our houses our current home is a little run down because it's like a home from the 70s but it's small and it has parts that weren't maintained that need maintenance i feel that when i want to do since it's so little and cramped up a little bit i I also feel that if I upload videos that they're not going to be liked as much because I don't have pretty aesthetics on the background. The walls in my home look like wood, but they look like an... I mean, I don't dislike it, but I feel like it's perhaps not aesthetically pleasing to others. I just... I have all these kind of doubts like, oh man, like people aren't going to like this. My home is too small to have space to do more. And I came across this. And when I came across, I'm turning the page because these are some of the things that I thought about. And by that, I mean turning the pages to my notebook where I write my ideas. But I was thinking about so many things. And I wrote, wasn't I the one for, not only for these things about putting more content out there, but just in general for a lot of things that I want to do. One of them was, wasn't I the little girl who battled loneliness, but then discovered that it allowed her to create beautiful worlds within herself? Like I said, when I was in the previous episode, I used to think that loneliness was a bad thing because people associated it with being unsocial, being awkward, something to make fun of. But with it, I discovered when I, I dared to to like my loneliness, not my loneliness, my solitude, I discovered that I, I had beautiful thoughts in it and I have beautiful things inside my brain that could create beautiful things, beautiful words for others. I used to like to do a lot of inspirational speaking um, in school 
it wasn't really inspirational. It was just normal speeches about things, but somehow they always became motivational and my classmates always left them. And I realized over time that it was a gift to be able to give, to have this time to reflect and to create. I asked myself, wasn't I the one that jumped into school at a very young age without an ounce of English, with no support along the way? I didn't have anyone around me teach me English at home. I had just come fresh from Mexico and I was in a classroom where I didn't understand anyone and no one understood me. And somehow I, I did that. And as a five-year-old, so what makes me think that I can't do more difficult things or equally, because that's equally difficult. I mean, I'm sure if you put an adult into that situation as well, they probably might get paranoid. But I did that as a five-year-old. I know that I can do harder and equally hard things at my age. Wasn't I the one that as a seven-year-old took care of my sister? Another thing, another point for when I'm doing difficult things, when I was seven years old, I, at seven, eight, I did a lot of taking care of my sister when I shouldn't have had to, but I, I did. Wasn't I the one that went to Mexico to live in a very dangerous area by myself where I took buses figuring out, figuring out where to go on my own. So in 2018, the beginning of 2018, my birthday, I went to Mexico. I won't say why, uh, because that's a more serious topic, but I went to Mexico. I only had like $240 in my pocket. I, st I stayed with my cousin for like a few months it was in a very dangerous area i had to get a job and i got a job that was on the other side of town and i don't know how i did it but i just got on buses until i figured out how to go to work and come back on my own and i would just ask people like on the street like what bus takes you here and there and i did it and I can't believe that I did it because I've never been on a bus here by myself. Not that I wouldn't if I if I knew how, but I just I just haven't been on the bus by myself here in the in the US, never. And it was a learning experience to be there. I was there for a year and three months and I did that. Imagine what other things I can do that are less dangerous. I mean I put my life at risk that time. Because a lot of things happened that could have ended my life there quickly. But I survived them. I did. And I'm not saying that every... I'm not saying this because, oh, you should be scared and discriminate against going to Mexico. No, it's just I happen to live in the worst part of town because that's where all my family lived. So that I just kind of landed there. And then when I lived with myself, it got worse. I was living by myself and there was this man, my neighbor told me that was asking for me and he was asking if I lived by myself, how long was I home? When did I go come back from work? And I didn't know anyone apart from my family. And at that time, there was a lot of crime. I don't know if I, it's still going on, but it was 
happening a lot at that time where women were getting killed in their homes if they lived alone. They were finding women cut up in pieces, stored in the refrigerators, buried in the backyard of their homes. Um, I don't know how you say it in English. It, I probably can say it, but it's a little hard. But in Spanish, it's called, it's called feminicidios, femicides, where they just kill women and kill women. And women were disappearing. And I did that. I am pretty sure I can do greater challenges that don't require that don't require that much danger. Wasn't I the woman who dared to do it, even though I couldn't sleep at night before I left, out of fear of doing something so out of my comfort zone? I remember before I did this, like two days before, my heart would just be pounding out of my chest, and I would shake when I was about when I was trying to sleep because I would have these anxiety attacks of how am I going to do this I, I'm I'm crazy everybody thought I was crazy but I knew what I knew why I was doing it it sounds crazy because people don't know the reason why I did it so a lot of people would try to reason with me but they didn't know why I was doing it and I won't say why I did it but it was a very brave reason for doing so and I did it anyway. I was scared to death. I've never been to a country by myself on my own, figuring things out like that. It, it was scary. Wasn't I the one filling out legal work in Mexico? And then also I went to Tijuana by myself. I remember um, I just got on a bus, on a, like a Greyhound kind of bus, and And I, and I went to visit someone, and that was crazy. Didn't I used to work there in Mexico six days a week? And this is, this is, this is something for when I'm tired, when I feel like I, I'm so tired. I'm like, didn't I work in Mexico like six days a week where it was nine hours a day, which tends to be more than the standard in the U.S.? Was what wasn't I working that hard? I can if I can work that hard, and and yes, the work was not satisfactory, but it made me realize how many opportunities I have here. And if I was able to do that, am I not able to do the my fight for my dreams here, where I have more opportunities, where I have all the opportunities? I'm so lucky to have been raised here, and that my mom came here to give us better opportunities because I do have them. And when I was living in Mexico, I learned to appreciate all of the things that my mom had done and for us. I learned to appreciate, I've always appreciated being here, but I appreciated it so much more. Didn't I shower Wasn't I the girl that used to shower with no warm water, water that was almost below freezing, washing clothes with my hands because I didn't have a washing machine? I remember in, in Mexico, I, there wasn't any warm water. The plumbing didn't work to the house that I was being rented. I didn't know who to call. Um... And it was hard to call someone because I, I worked 
six days a week. It was coming and going from my from my rented home. There was, it, it was hard. I just, I just dealt with it. I would shower with cold, freezing, freezing water. You guys have no idea. The water here when it's cold is, is nothing compared to the water that I showered with. And then I remember trying to wash blankets, big blankets, comforters with my hands outside. This was 2018, 2019. I did that. I did that. If I can do if I if I was able to do those things, I mean, I slept on a mattress on the floor where I had no heater. It was it was freezing. I remember I had like three blankets on myself and I was freezing to death. I had let me say this, I had no Wi-Fi. There was no way that I could listen to music unless I downloaded it. I remember I came here for I came back to Arizona for Christmas to visit my family and I downloaded so much music so I could play it on my speaker but besides that I could play nothing. I just had basic my my phone plan only covered basic things like Facebook, Instagram. But I couldn't even hear audio voice messages. I could barely call my mom whenever I I needed to. I'd buy extended Wi-Fi. I don't even know what to call it so that I could. It, it's like a thing that you do with your phone. Like you could go to a local um, corner store and you could buy this sort of internet where it allows you to use it for everything like Spotify, YouTube, go on more websites. Um, and it allowed me to call my mom. I remember when I was cold, I just had to tough it out I remember I just my only source of entertainment were books that was it and when someone which was barely you know it was barely every month if someone would come by I'd, I'd have some board games that I buy um I mean I didn't even have a television that's how bad it was I didn't even have television I didn't have um a microwave I had a stove but I didn't have a microwave. I didn't have, I had a refrigerator. I did, but I didn't have things like a, what do you call it? I didn't have a washing machine. I didn't have a dryer. I didn't have, I didn't even have a blender. I didn't have a lot of things. Yeah, I still had a very enriching experience. And let me repeat, these are not the experiences of the majority of Mexicans. Mine were just very dire because I didn't have anyone to help me. Like basically when I moved out of my uh, my not my aunt's out of my cousin's home that I lived with for a couple of months, I didn't really keep in touch with her at all. And even though I myself still lived in a dangerous area of town, it wasn't as terrible. I mean, it was just at a short distance of her home, but her her part of and the part where the rest of my family live is extremely, extremely, extremely dangerous. And I just, I didn't even try to go to, to their home anymore because it was me, it was basically putting my life at risk. And I had so I had a terrible experience happen to me where I was going to work one day when I was living in her home. And I was walking to the bus stop and this guy was, older man was riding his bike. He saw me and he kept looking back at me and 
I just kind of stayed out of the way. I saw that he went into abandoned, an abandoned home. And when I looked to my right where he had gone into the house, into this abandoned home, uh, I, he had taken off his pants and he was jerking off. And that scared me to death. I, I know that he, I ran to the nearest um, local store and I was so scared to get out of the store I was afraid that if I waited at the bus stop something I was going to get raped or something I it was just such a dangerous area of town to live in it was terrible terrible um, a lot of people who would rob you uh, a lot of people who would there's a lot of drug addiction in that area like a lot and some of those people rape you and um i made it to a, a better neighborhood but i i didn't have anyone to call and i i didn't have anyone to call i didn't it's not like i i didn't i couldn't have even the time to buy a television and i was afraid to even ask someone to like you know when you buy a television and you're like oh deliver it to my home i was afraid of even having any servicemen come to my home i I was alone. I didn't. It, it's not. It's very different living in the in the states than living in Mexico. If you're a woman by yourself, like at least he, here we can say, you know, we we have a little bit more power here than we would in Mexico, and it's unfortunate. But that that's that's the way the story was, and I just realized. Um, oh, like I said. This was not this is not the life of the typical Mexican person, okay? For those who have never been there, it's not like I said, I just happened to be in a dangerous area and I happened to be by my, myself. I happened to have no one to call. And the people that would offer help were men and I couldn't trust them. I just couldn't. I couldn't um I I couldn't risk it because I lived by myself and I just couldn't risk it. So with that being said is with all my experiences that I've lived as a child and as an adult and let me just say Mexico was an enriching experience besides that con part it had a lot of enriching experiences lots of friendly people it, it brought a another side of me a more assertive side of me I felt like I could communicate with people much more easier more easily and my soul grew a lot just being there for other reasons as well so with that being said and everything that i reflected as uh, wasn't i the girl who wasn't i the woman who did this and wasn't i the woman who did th that as a woman as a, as a child i'm so proud of her i'm so proud of me and if i've done all those things if i'm in a place where everything is possible everything is much more possible for me what is to say that i can't do them the only limit here is me and i just wanted to do this episode because i wanted you guys to realize um or, or some of you to realize that the only person sometimes standing in the way of yourself is you and if if you have internet if you have um your family i mean if you have internet you're blessed because you have so many resources at the tip of your fingers you know if you have your family 
anyone, son, daughters, parents, anyone, you're so lucky that you can get to someone. It doesn't matter if it's just one, if it's just two. It's very valuable. If you're able to, if you're able, to, if you have your own car and you're able to get places, you're so lucky. You're you're able to do so many things. You have so many resources, and and I hope that the universe, God, whatever you believe in, keeps blessing you. And I hope that whatever dreams you have, that you go for them, you reach for them, and never get in the way of yourself. I love you guys all. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Let's Talk and Grow. And it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure being with you guys. Love you. Mwah.